Hey guys, Stevie here of Tags Podcast. Talk about gay sex. Gonna start the show in just a second. Wanted to give you a quick warning, heads up, that as you may know, sometimes we run into some technical difficulties as we did recording this upcoming episode 410. You'll notice my audio isn't as sharp as it usually is. It's still worth putting it out there because I did do a run through of it. I just wanted to give you guys a heads up on it. If it's too bad, then ignore the episode. And of course, we are back on Wednesday with corrected technical difficulties for tags live at nine o'clock Eastern time, which I Hope you guys join us for, it's a lot of fun and you can participate in the conversation. While I have your attention, if you want to support TAG's podcast, you can head over to our Patreon page where you can grab a tier and you'll be supporting TAG's podcast at the tier of your choice and get some extra special sexy perks like our Discord channel, which allows you to communicate with us hosts as well as other listeners whenever you want to just pop in a message and talk away okay well you can head over to patreon.com forward slash tags podcast let's get started with episode 410 what is going on? You are listening to Tags Podcast, aka Talk About Gay Sex Podcast. I'm your host, Stevie. This is episode 410 on the OG Sex Positive Podcast alongside Lincoln. How you doing, Lincoln? Hey, I'm doing well. Good to hear your guys' voices and good to be here. Very good to hear from you. Absolutely. And of course, joining us is Cody Maurice Doggett. How the hell are you doing, Cody? Hello, darling. I'm doing well this rainy evening. It's so cold and wet. I don't know what's going on out there. Ooh, not great on this Halloween week, but I, <laughs> I think know. things will dry up at the end of the week. It's Halloween week. I want to talk a little bit more about what you may or may not be doing this season, but we do have to say we, we're so sorry to hear the loss of Leslie Jordan today. He died, beloved actor. Yeah. You may know him from Will and Grace, of course. Many know him. I knew him from Sorted Lives Me back too. in the day. Yeah, American Horror Story, on and on and on. And today he died at the age of 67. TMZ broke the news where he crashed his car into a building in Hollywood after reportedly suffering from some sort of medical emergency. Uh too soon, I think. Cody, you and I were talking earlier, and you said mm -hmm. we were both agreeing that, my goodness, talk about living your best life. Yeah, always. He has really come into his own later in his years, and I think one of the things that so much pop culture was talking about Leslie Jordan, not irrespective of his great acting talent, his comedic ability, his just love of life, was that on social media... He really had this second life uh, on TikTok and oh, yeah. Instagram and Instagram Live of just producing some of the like amazing social media. And it's so sad to lose Leslie Jordan now, but I think what an example of how to live your life to the fullest because you never know. Yeah, he was just yeah, a light and a joy. Yeah, and he really got a rebirth by, um, I don't know if you remember this story, Steve, but you and I were on a cruise that he was on. Yeah, oh, right. He was a performer on the cruise. Yeah, 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 on my, my 50th birthday cruise, which was chock full of interesting things that happened. And one of them was uh, Leslie Jordan was one of the performers on the cruise, and he was great. And he talked about how the role on Will and Grace – was for Joan Collins and she wanted it written a certain way and they wouldn't do it. And then they randomly cast him and that's how that part what? came to him on. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Uh, wow. And it, like the show wouldn't have been the same without him. So no, I, wow. That's funny how things work out. 
Yeah, and for people, like, I am not a good retailer of this story, so I'm sure it's on YouTube or something like that, but he says it in his act how either Joan Collins was on Will and Grace and then she was supposed to come back and she couldn't and they gave it to him, or it's it's a really good story and it would be a good thing to, like, refresh the story now given what's happened. Yeah, thank you for reminding me of that cruise, that infamous cruise that we took by Vakaya, because I remember my friend and I were in the elevator the day of his performance, and he stumbled in, hair messy, not ready for performance mode at all, and we were like, hi there, and he was like, hi, he was so normal, and so I'm like, are you ready for your big gig tonight, and he's like, I'm not really ready. I drank too much last night. He just was so <laughs> real and honest. And I'm like, well, I know you're going to be great. As, I mean, we could not have had a more normal conversation and just so adorable and cute. You just wanted to pick him up. And one of the things, Cody, that I think is so cool in Lady Life is he showed he was like kind of a badass hottie in some of his old photos that he released. Not that he needed to, yeah. but he showed him shirtless with that hairy chest back in the day and he was getting a whole new renaissance of likes and viewers later on in life it was kind of cool right cody he was so cute back in the day when i saw that picture because i had seen it a long time ago i was like look at leslie jordan he could have got it back in the day (laughs) (laughs) that is hilarious so yeah but it, it his personality he could have got anything from me so yeah he could probably still get it even yesterday okay yeah (laughs) he's so amazing so he will be missed for sure what an example of how to live your life to the fullest because you never know we will miss leslie jordan for sure i'm just looking at all the outpouring of tributes and love because i think he was just one of those loved you know that's how you want to live your life and you just never know so rest in power Leslie Jordan. Absolutely. You know, there's a trans artist, singer by the name of Jordan Gray, who fans have rallied around. Now a comedian, first discovered as a singer, uh, that he competed on The Voice in 2016, appeared on Channel 4's recently Friday Night Live in the UK, I believe, and it'll make sense in a second. At the end of her performance, Grace shouted that, quote, best thing about live TV is that she can do stupid stuff like this. So she then leapt up from the keyboard and proceeded to strip completely naked to applause from the Friday Night Live crowd. And after the show was broadcast, prominent, quote, gender critical author Helen Joyce referred to the stunt as a sex crime, while others suggested Channel 4 should face charges for not cutting the feed. Just, um, this is Britain now, and there's another show on there called Naked Attraction, which we've talked about on the show, which is a dating show where they show their genitals on the show. Britain's totally different from here. It was past 9 p.m. I think... She's going to make it. Does this, some people on social media have said, oh my gosh, this is why it sets LGBTQ people behind when people do things like this. I say, get over it. It's, you know, it was Britain and late night TV. Lincoln, do you have a thought on this? On Did she cross the lines, this artist? Or what are your thoughts? I think that for the, the venue, yeah, she crossed a line, mm-hmm. right? It's just like using a swear word on TV. No matter what time of the day it is, you can't use certain words on TV. So I Even do think it's in the UK. Well, yeah, I mean, they're, they they would they have bleeped it out or no? They just let it go because it's not a problem. So far, they haven't responded to it. It's been posted around that certain people on the right are more concerned about it than on the left. Um, She continued to play the piano with her penis, (laughs) which I think is kind of hilarious. I I just think stuff like that is stupid. I don't know. It just doesn't speak to me as an audience member. That's not living your left life, your best life. That's just kind of being silly. You know what I mean? It's, it's too thirsty for me. Hmm. I'm kind of here for it. I think that, well, I want to hear from you, uh, Cody. What are your thoughts on it? I think I, 
I kind of agree with Lincoln. I think it's a, it's for all for attention, and I think it was a way to kind of push the envelope and get get things out there, which I think is is great. But you have to. I don't think nine o'clock is late enough. I think if, if it was done at like eleven o'clock, then that would have been okay, and I would be all one hundred percent behind it. But I think kids are still awake at nine o'clock, and things are still going on. It's still family time what uh, no what no matter what type of family it is it's still family time and i think that if it was a little bit later i, w- I would be in full support but it's kind of dicey at nine and i still so where is the artistry in playing a piano with your penis i don't is that artistic i think okay. it's okay. kind of talented in many ways i wish i could play something other than just someone's mouth <laughs> but yeah, I'm here for it. I think that I, you know, here for sure, I think America, forget it. I think in the UK, I just referenced that other show that is a primetime reality show that the whole thing is about showing genitals. That's the basis of the show. We've talked about it mm-hmm. on the show before. I don't think there is prudish. I think it could, I think part of the reason they did it is to, have this person did it was to spark conversation about the body and i think so many people are so weirded out about trans bodies and where does it fit into this and what is going on beneath there and i think it was a statement and i think artists do that she did the she did her performance which was a talented performance comedic and then she's also a musician and then did something provocative provocateurs I think make stuff like that. It doesn't always sit right with society, but part of changing up societal norms is doing something out there like that. And not everyone will like it. So I'm here for it. Well, it's funny yeah. that you, you say that. Cause we just saw, we just lost Julie Tanuna who used to pay, play an accordion naked. Remember? Yes. Yeah. And that's kind of that same. So in thinking of it in that spirit, you're right. People aren't overly comfortable with trans people. She's basically doing the same thing that Julie Tanuna did back in the day. So, you know, it's nothing new. So I guess, you know, it is someone being an artist and expressing themselves in what they feel is their way. So I get it. I kind of come thinking of it that way makes me a little more. I I don't want to say less judgy of it or I just find it fascinating when I see things and they make me feel conservative (laughs) because of my reaction. (laughs) I'm like, wow, all of a sudden I'm conservative and I don't see myself ever as being that. But then when I look at stuff like that, I go, yeah, I'll pass. Not for me. Yeah. And I don't know that this is going to be somebody that I'm going to be looking at their comedic shows or former music either. It's just, it does harken back to when in our own country, Janet Jackson, not to bring up Nipplegate all over again, but it was just a nipple. And look at how much it set her back and how yeah. it, the station had to pay a fine and she had to pay a fine and she had to go on Oprah. And it was just tumultuous how it went on and on. And it was a nipple. So it's like, my goodness. And they crucified her for that. Oh, that, yeah, they did. Yeah. yeah. Blacklisted, basically. Right. And it's the body. I think we're changing in many ways. If you watch a lot of shows now, you're seeing penises here and there. I think we're going to see it more on shows like American Horror Story or, or things of that nature, which I'm all here for it. We just need to get over that stigma. So, but thank yeah, you for know. bringing up Julie because. Yeah. I, she was reminded by the loss of her by Joy Behar. I know you and I both, Lincoln, watched The View, and she shouted out to the loss of her at not very, also a younger age, right? Yeah, well, cancer. Cancer, yeah. I know, yeah. yeah. Right. Okay, and other feuds that may not be a feud anymore, I want to talk about this. Cardi B and Madonna reconcile following an online clash. The, the cool thing is... Madonna's sex book turned 30, which I love, fits into our conversation here. Cardi B and Madonna had made amends following comments after Madonna made comments reflecting on the 30-year anniversary of her sex coffee table book. I'm looking at it over on my shelf over there. 
I'm sure yours is in glass in a case somewhere. <laughs> I have a shrined. bunch of them. I, I, my oh, my birthday, God. My 40th birthday, that was a big gift for Stephen Lincoln. A lot of people gave me a copy of that book. Oh, oh wow. I have an I, I bought a used copy of it, and hey, I'm, I love it. And I have an open so, copy, an unopened copy, a, you know, that kind of thing. It's cool. <laughs> I love it. Uh, quote, th- she wrote, 30 years ago, I published a book called Sex. In addition to photos of me naked, there were photos of men kissing men, women kissing women, and me kissing everyone, Madonna wrote in an Instagram story post on Saturday. She went on to highlight the intense criticism she received at the time of the book's publication, and I remember that. Quote, now Cardi B, this is where maybe she, she's Madonna. Now Cardi B and can sing about her WAP. Kim Kardashian can grace the cover of it. Did I say that right, Cody? You got it. You got it, boo. You got it. (laughs) Kim Kardashian can grace the cover of any magazine with her naked ass. And Miley Cyrus can come in like a wrecking ball. On Sunday morning, though, Cardi took to Twitter to express her agitation over Madonna's post in a series of now-deleted tweets. In particular, she called out the last sentence of Madonna's post, which read, You're welcome, bitches, with a clown emoji. Oh. Saying, I literally paid this woman homage so many times because I grew up listening to her. She can make her point without putting clown emojis and getting sick out of the mouth. Cardi said, captioning a screenshot of a 2018 article in which she praised Madonna. Quote, these icons really become disappointments when you make it in the industry. That's why I keep it to myself. The good news is they have since reconciled by Jason Lee of Hollywood's Unlocked. And she, which is lovely to see that they did make amends of it. I mean, I'm happy for, I agree with Madonna and I'll talk a little bit more about it, but did you think Cardi B, Cody, had uh, a point? Oh, yes, 100%. I write for my girl Cardi. Um, yeah, that she, the whole clown thing was completely unnecessary. It's so funny because it's just an emoji, but it did rile up a lot of people. What does the clown uh, emoji symbolize to you? Like, they're clowns? Everybody else is a clown? Exactly. It's like oh. they are basically just aping her style and making okay. and just making mockeries of themselves and things that she did so long ago when in actuality what I think that they're doing is paying like Cardi said homage to Madonna and just building upon the legacy that she laid the foundation for so I hear you, and probably the wrong choice of emoji. I like everything she said up until that emoji. Lincoln, what are your thoughts on this? And as a sex book, a holic. Well, I've I've never been a "you are my bitches" fan. I, I and I think Madonna's gone off the deep end a lot lately. I just don't understand why she's so needy and not um, refined and not worrying about her legacy a little bit more. It seems like hair on fire, pants down behavior to me. You know what I mean? And she's about Mm -hmm. to hopefully come out with another world tour. Hopefully it won't be, you know, hopefully it'll be more about her legacy and great music. I've never been a, you are my bitch. Are you my bitches that, you know, like I, I, it's just not my style. So, and I do think that both things can be true. I think that 30 years ago, Madonna broke the ceiling when it came to the sex book, got a lot of flack for it. And people like Cardi B can be inspired by it and look up to her and make their own music because of it. But you Mm -hmm. don't need to start using clown emojis. But they both got probably more PR out of this than, than going to a PR agency. Absolutely. You know what I mean? That's they got more tight. And, and that's yeah. like there's some photo Madonna this past two days with her hand up her pants with her legs in the air again. And it's like, come on, just make good music. Like that's why I really delved deep into Madame X because it was so well thought out and it had so many layers and it was so interesting to me. But that wasn't necessarily a box off, uh, a record breaking smash for her. So why are people doing what they're doing? I, I don't I don't know. I don't know. I I I I 
I'm very conflicted across the board. <laughs> I hear you. I'm, I'm you know what I mean? Was, yeah, I was fine for the whole statement. I think even I love, though, it's very Madonna-esque, I think, to say, you're welcome, bitches. That part didn't bother me at it's all. It's hard candy. That, that sounds that was, very Madonna. That was, like, it's hard candy only. Though. And I love that. It was never that. before hard candy. The clown emoji, I didn't really get until I heard different people like you guys talking about oh i get that i love that she mended it with cardi b and looks like they're moving on with it so i think that's fabulous i do love this whole idea beyond yes and i love the sex book because i do think at the time even myself remember seeing a copy of it some of the pictures maybe i didn't even know somebody that owned it because i didn't own it until the last five or six years and being, oh, ooh, because it was early 90s when, yes, of course I knew about BDSM culture, but bringing it, she was the closest thing to mainstream that was putting it out there, women on women act, men and in various forms of fashion that were feminine and domination. And I think she really pushed the needle in a good way, but I have to say, even for myself at the time, I was kind of, ooh, I'll, ooh, but I wanted to love it, and the, and the other, so I think it was revolutionary in many ways for sexuality, and then the last thing I'll say on it is I'm really kind of liking this era that we're in right now where we're, we're revisiting albums that have a legacy so the velvet rope by janet just turned 25 and she just celebrated that and people right, have a butterfly okay good <laughs> <laughs> um christina aguilera's new there's a new she's done two various music videos for the song beautiful where she's recognize the LGBTQ community. Now she's recognizing a brand new release of it because it's 20 years old for a whole new generation of young girls that are body about body consciousness and body positivity. And then I will say back to Madonna, it was the 30th anniversary of Erotica, one of my favorite albums by her. And she just re-released songs, Bad Girl and Fever, remix versions of them which two of my favorite songs by her, which I love. So I kind of love the era that we're going back and looking at these works that I think are works of art and it's kind of fun, right? Yeah. Yeah. I love it. The thing about the sex book that was very revolutionary is it captured a time in New York city that was authentic. It wasn't made up. It had people in it that were of the time. It was shot at the hellfire club there were people yeah. that were shot in the thing that were part of the scene at that time. And having Naomi Campbell and Isabella Rossellini and Vanilla Ice, it was just, it's just different than it is now. It, to me, yeah. It's just different. Those times are different. Absolutely. Well, moving on uh, it is halloween week and a lot of people call it gay christmas <laughs> because the gays <laughs> love halloween i have said on the show before that i'm not that into it I've celebrated it before it turns out i'm going to a party on friday gonna make it work gonna do an eyes wide shut look and with a ruffled shirt and a mask and a corset it'll be fun i'm into it now but I got to ask you, A, what are you guys doing for Halloween? And B, why do we call, what's our fascin? what is the gays' fascination with Halloween? Why is it the gay Christmas, Lincoln? Are you doing anything? And why is it a fascination? I, well, I don't, I think everyone's fascinated with Halloween, especially in New York City. I don't think it's just a gay thing anymore. Like people go full throttle for Halloween. I have uh, cousins coming into town, my cousin Misty. And her husband, Tom, and they have uh, Wednesday Adams and um, the um, the Harry thing. Their costumes are incredible. So I think I'm going to shoot them um, in the city over the weekend, like around oh, cool. the city. If the costumes come, what is the 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 really hairy thing that what's his name? Why can't cousin, cousin it? it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, cousin it. So and I, I'll I'll screenshot and send you guys a picture of them. Their their costumes Ooh, are spectacular. 
Yeah. Yeah. So they're coming into town and we're kind of having a full week of seeing Michael Jackson, the musical, and then Wicked on Friday. And we have some Halloween parties if we feel like going to it. Um, But uh, I I don't know. I feel like the old gay, like this year, there's not a big party is there still the big um, Halloween? Oh, there's party? a yes. bunch of parties. <laughs> which ones? Because I know Alexia and, and, and all the. <laughs> which ones are you guys going to? Well, Cody, before you go, I just have yeah, to tell you that it's so funny because I was asking my neighbor, "What parties are you going to?" And I know he was going to go with his boyfriend to a big Halloween to do, and he said, "Oh, I think." Um, it's on Allegria. And like, oh, that might be the one that my co-host BFF Cody's going to. And about, he said, no, it's November 5th. Yeah. I'm like, oh, okay. See, I have a big problem celebrating it post. Like, too like, late. That's it's too late. Too well, that I'm, was already it. On, I'm already planning my pumpkin pie, <laughs> the, the gravy, and I don't want to talk about things. Halloween is over. Yeah. Scary movies are done. I've moved on. So well, too late. That was exactly my done. point, by the way, because I know <laughs> oh, that <laughs> I know that Meat and Allegria and all of them tried to get the day, but there's no the day. But what party are you going to that is either Monday going, or I guess Sunday or Saturday? I'm going on Saturday to Devil's Playground. And oh, yeah, fun. it's going to be a lot of fun. My that? outfit. It's still on the way. It's, uh, I think it's at the Knockdown Center, which is a place here in Brooklyn. Knockdown oh, Center. Nice. Cool. You've been there before, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> and my costume is, uh, I'm going to be star, I'm shooting for Starfire. And uh, I put in the Discord today that I don't know if I'll be able to reach the heights of Starfire. I might come out looking like, uh, a chihuahua in a purple, <laughs> purple <laughs> onesie, but we'll see how it goes. And yeah, I I really love Halloween. I think it's one of those times where you can just take whatever is inside you and have that expressed fully and kind of transform yourself into what your deepest desires are. And I think that's why so many people gravitate towards it, especially the gays. I love that. Very well stated. It sounds like a lot of fun. Great. All right. Well, moving on, uh, you know, with everything we've been, we actually did talk a little bit. Sometimes we get a little political on this show and the midterms are coming up. There's a lot of hateful GOP on the new act that the right is proposing called Stop the Sexualization of Children. The war on the queer community in this country continues and this article goes on, and you don't even need this article, it's an actual act on, I'm trying to find here what essentially, it would prohibit federal funds from being used to support any sexually oriented programs, events, and literature for children under 10, ban federal facilities from hosting or promoting such events or literature, and allow parents and guardians to sue government officials, agencies, and private entities if a child under 10 is exposed to such materials. Now, last time I checked, do we really have like a problem with this, or is this midterm-centric on creating fear because... I don't know why this is really coming up right now. I, it, it, it has to be divisive, and it just—that's the only way I can see it. It's directed at many drag queen story hours that yeah, have popped up right. around the country. Which the last one, Cody, you and I were talking about mm-hmm. was at a dog, an animal shelter, and moment, they got but threats. At the dog shelter. And, yeah. and that's insane to me. I can't believe that. But well, yeah. that's Cody. I mean, about what we're seeing because it went from don't say gay bill, not the real name, in Florida, and has made its pervasive way throughout the country now to an actual bill that could restrict. It's directed at, you know, sexually oriented material mm-hmm. for children under 10. 
Is there a problem with this or what is going on? So it just seems really hypocritical to me because I feel like these people want to indoctrinate their kids and any kids really to the heterosexual lifestyle. But as soon as they're exposed to the homosexual, like be what it means to be a gay person in this world, then they are all up in arms about it. It's it's really, really sad to me because it it just shows how one-sided it is and how hate it's just really draw driven by hate and i don't understand it i really that they might end up shooting themselves in the foot just by what you told me because a lot of things that they do on the right are actually to like they sexualize children basically they they do it a lot a lot and and i think that what's going to end up happening is they they're going to see that they do it as much as or way more than they say gay people do it yeah i mean there's Lincoln, there's a lot going on with this um there's a representative lauren bober from she's from colorado She's in the House of Reps. She was on a recent podcast, and she said, literally, quote, women are the lesser vessel and, quote, need masculinity in our lives to balance that so-called weakness. That was a direct quote that she said. And I've heard this. There was a person when I was watching Bill Maher from the, that this pervasiveness of thinking that we need masculine men. We're losing our boys to the trans community and this fear mongering that all of a sudden we're not going to have like associating masculinity with gender representation and it's fear mongering, I think on the right. What are your thoughts on all of this that we're talking about? Well, it is fear mongering, but it's also just um, confused confusion tactic. Because as we all know, the right does not have a solution. Correct. So there is no right agenda, right wing agenda to counter the progress that the Democratic Party has made in the past two years with Joe Biden as president. It could be as critical as you want, but we got children out of poverty. There are We got out of Afghanistan and no one else had the balls to do so. He has passed things to protect a lot of people in this country while everything is going on. He's doing the work. He's doing the work. Yeah. Whether you agree with it mm-hmm. all or not, it doesn't really matter because he's getting the job done. And there is no right-wing side saying, no, it really should be done this way. We have a better plan. We have a better idea of how we can accomplish all this. That does not exist. So all they could do is point to Three peop- three trans people who want to play on the boys' basketball league, or one trans, groups. you know what I mean? Like, if you actually, it's just like the abortion thing. The actual amount of women that have abortion in the final trimester are tr- like ninety nine percent for medical reasons. They're not just turning and going. Oh, well, I don't feel like it in month eight. It doesn't happen that way. And and they just have a spotlight on them and a megaphone and they're shouting. And I think it's a big problem with the media because I don't yeah. know why they're not focused on everything that's being done by the administration. Instead, it's focusing on the one screaming, I say this all the time, hair on fire, pants down about one trans person. You know what I mean? We had another school shooting today, people. Like, wow, this is yeah. the focus. Yeah. This should be the focus. Not some kid kids from that. Who, who wants to deal. Did you guys see, and, and again, this is another thing we have to put up on the website. Did you see the Jon Stewart interview with the people who are trying to make trans um, doctors illegal? Have you guys seen this thing? It is hysterical. No, no, this woman that. who is pe- pushing this has no idea what she's talking about. And John Stewart has the receipts and has the facts. And she literally has no idea what she's talking about. Politics should get out of our sexuality, out of women's uteruses, and separation of church and state, separation of medical and, yeah. and 
What's it, it's just again, it's, let's mix it up more right and now. make it more right. Thank you. Mix it up more because it's a war right now. The defense out there, the underparty is really throwing their missiles at the other side. Unfortunately, the people that they're throwing at are underrepresented people in this country that don't have access to many things like healthcare, which when you're talking about trans and the ones that are, if we, like I've said before, if we really wanted to on this show every day on that, we do a show, we could talk about another trans death by hatred that has, you know, we would fill up the whole show and no one talks about these deaths. It's just crazy to me. Yeah. Were you going to say something else, Cody, or did I cut you yeah. good? No, <laughs> oh, no, no. I was going to say, I was just going to say, who in their right, I just want to comment on what you said about that lady. She said, oh, women are weaker than men. Basically, these. I'm yeah. kind of just summing up what she said. Who in their right mind would say that they're less than someone else? Out there in this Lauren world, would. it's of insane Colorado. to me. It's yeah, insane but she to does me. that across the board with many, many things. It, you know, isn't it that to be an elected official, you need to be born in America, you need to be over the, a certain age, and that's it. To be president, yeah. No, no, to be, to be yeah, any elected official, you you don't yeah, need to go to to um to a, a poly civics class. Oh like, yeah. Just yeah. you don't need to know how government works to be, to be elected. Is my point. Right. Oh, simultaneously yeah. put down the whole women's movement yeah. over the years and yeah, everything underneath. People as men are. Beyond that, it's yeah. this whole idea that I've been hearing a lot lately of certain people on the right that are so fearful of the actual beat that the trans, the LGBT acronym of it. And when parents are embracing their kids that are showing signs of being of a different gender, that that's scaring people. And they're fearful that we're losing our our boys and our men. And it's like, actually, this is probably a good thing that we are toxic masculinity. Have you heard of it? Yeah, and I and think people... embracing feminine energy yeah. and look what women can do is a good thing. No one's saying that boys can't be boys, but we're not yeah. losing our masculine set of the world here. There will always, believe me, look at yeah. how many people shoot up and kill people. Or in our, not to go off on a tangent here, but I was watching the news before um, and somebody, another person pushing somebody into the subway system and it's not a woman, it's that. a man. Yeah, and it it's is. like always men. So I think we're good with the masculine. I think we've got plenty of dosages <laughs> in it. Running through the country. I think we are good. It's... Yeah, so let's get into a little bit of health news. And I know, Cody, you recently just got your second dose of monkeypox vaccine, yep. MPX, as we're calling it now. Oh, ooh. yeah. And good for you. Do you have a little bump on your forearm? It's gone down a bunch. I don't good. know if, if that's normal. I was expecting it to be here longer, so I don't. I mean, I'm kind of worried that it's not, not really no, taking no. effect like it should. Okay, good. All right. I think you're good. But I trust you, Doctor Steve. We got to talk about <laughs> six people who tested positive for monkeypox that have died. It was two here in New York, but six people have died in San Francisco. They've actually decided that MPX emergency will, ex the actual emergency of it all, will expire October 31st. So that's, I guess, a good thing that we're getting to that point, even though some people are dying from it. Um, Lincoln, did you get your dose? Did you get any monkeypox vaccination? Oh, yeah. I'm uh, At this point, I'm completely vaccinated. Well, it's been four weeks, maybe five. Four weeks since our second vaccination. Yeah. So it'll be five weeks this Friday. So we got the first okay. one the day after Lady Gaga Chromatica. And we got the second one um, on a Friday, like maybe three or four weeks ago. So we're fully vaccinated at this point. I love your calendar markers, by the way. Isn't that nice? <laughs> I know. Right? Did a yeah, if it's a Lady Gaga marker, Madonna, I love it. I do the same thing as well. That's, hey, that's how we work. But it is interesting to me to think that, my goodness, it 
if we just go to recent history, but recent history, I mean gay pride, here in New York particularly, it was all hands on deck, and actually not all hands on deck because the nobody was really looking out for us. People were getting monkeypox, now we have six deaths. Then it took, I in my mind, a little bit longer to take it seriously and get the vaccinations. Now we're barely talking about it. San Francisco's like, yeah, it's no longer an emergency. Decided on October 31st. Interesting date that they chose to decide that. And I don't know. I mean, are we just moving on from this? Or I, I'm not so convinced anymore. Cody, what do you I mean... I'm definitely not convinced. I was I couldn't get it fast enough or I mean we I guess about, I guess my point is we forget about things. We wipe our hands of things really quickly and go like, "Oh well, we move on, you know, yeah. we you know, it's no longer an issue anymore. I guess I'm good. I got my vax." But it's like this was serious. Yeah, it was. We lost six people out of it. And I was telling somebody about it. I think it was my mother. And she was like, oh, is monkeypox still a thing? It was her, actually. Because she said, because she was like, oh, should I go get one for me? And I was like, mom, if you're not out in the club without your shirt on. Or, man, mom. Or, <laughs> or having sex with a bunch of random people, then no, I don't think you have anything to worry about. You stay in the house 24-7. So, But yeah, I think it's out of sight, out of mind. And, and as people tended to... Uh, you know, get more vaccinations, and it became more under control. It definitely got pushed to the to the background, and that shouldn't be the way it, uh, that that shouldn't be how it should be. <clears throat> Sorry. Yeah. Comments on this, Lincoln? Well, I think the reason it got pushed to the background is because there were no new cases. Three Fridays ago on NPR, they reported that for three solid days there were no new cases of monkeypox reported in the hospital system. So I'm not saying that people didn't get it. And I'm not saying that you don't look at your close circle of friends that it might be going through, but that is why, you know, we are only X percent of the population and gay men got it more than anyone else was just a smaller percentage of the population. And then you followed the, the science of a monthly report, it's like unemployment or anything else. If the numbers go down, then the focus goes off of it. And congratulations to us. It, we lost six people, don't get me wrong, but we didn't lose six million people. Yeah. It wasn't as deadly as COVID or as HIV. And the, the community, after a little coaxing, got vaccinated, altered their behavior. We shut down a lot of the sets clubs in New York City that are now slowly reopening. We took care of business and we're moving forward. Isn't that how yeah, it was supposed yeah. to go? So I don't think- well, I don't know if it, there was ever, a, like we ever wanted this, <laughs> but yeah. But that's not, I, it's not a matter of wanting it or not. It's that it came up, we dealt with it. I don't a think lot we of handled people, I don't think we dealt with it as soon as we could have because so many people got it and were ostracized in this country for a period of time, particularly in times of gay pride that maybe didn't need to. I don't think there was a quick enough response to it and we didn't learn anything from COVID. I'm glad and I'm hoping that there's no other outbreaks to come from this, but I've read some, you know, not to be put out things out there. Well, it only makes sense. Yeah. So if someone's not vaccinated or even though you're vaccinated, it's not 100 percent vaccination. It's like 90 something, you know, condoms break, things happen. So it it could come back in a smaller bubble. You know what I mean? It's like outbreaks, outbreaks of covid. You know, they happen in communities or they happen in towns. But but, you know, that's all part of dealing with a virus. It's a virus. It's not personal. It's a virus. Right. And we forget about things. And I include myself in this too. I wonder if I should be getting the back the booster for COVID. And I know I'm eligible. I should probably just go get it. I'm sure if I asked my doctor, he would be like, absolutely, go get it right now. On the other hand, I'm like, do I really need to get it? I don't really know anymore. And I'm kind of on that fence factor. Well, I don't really know. I mean, I, some of my friends and I don't really feel that way. And 
I get sick every time I get it for a whole day. I'm sick every time I've gotten every booster. And I don't know. And I haven't gotten in a long time. I don't know. You say yes, Cody? <laughs> I do. I'm absolutely. I need to get my COVID booster right now, especially before the winter. Comes. But you haven't, and it's been available. See what I'm saying? It's it's kind of put. Is it, would you say it's been put on your back burner? Or no, because not- I get my my antibodies checked, and they've been pretty high recently. But I know for a fact that they're. I'm going to get them checked again. You, but I I'm, I'm going to get the booster. What you also cannot it? get it within a certain amount of time from your second monkeypox vaccination. Yeah. So check well, with yeah. your doctor. Code. I mean, that's just science. Four it's weeks, not one say. day, one day of being sick from a booster compared to being in the hospital with COVID. I mean, that's just you should get the booster. You know what yeah, I mean? And some people are saying if you're traveling in a, more around Christmas, New Year's, then wait you know, a little bit of time before you get the booster. But yeah, it's responsible for both your own health and for the for the community, any community mm-hmm. to, to get your vaccination. Of course. Why well, I'll it? see. I want to hear from you listeners. Are you getting your vaccination on monkeypox and COVID? Let us know. We will continue the conversation because it is a conversation. Okay. Well, also, I wanted to talk about this story about a gay black man who discovered he can't donate sperm. This is such an interesting story and brings up a lot of topics, and I would love to get into it with you. Many LGBTQ couples enlist the services of sperm banks, and even though there exists a shortage of samples from black men in sperm banks across the country, men who have sex with men continue to be forbidden from donating sperm. Trayvon Roach Carter, who's 26, made that discovery when he received a rejection email a day after contributing to the Sperm Bank of California. And the email informed him that since he had indicated that he was gay Mm -hmm. and Food and Drug Administration regulations prohibit anonymous sperm donations for men who have sex with men within the past five years, he could not donate anonymous sperm. This is according to the Washington Post. So, quote, this is according to Rayvon. I thought these bans were something that was long gone and over and I wouldn't have to worry about it. He explained that being a donor was essential to him as a gay black man because he feels that people ought to have the right to have families that look like them. I love that comment. The Post found that black sperm donors make up less than 2% of sperm donors who have donated to the largest Cairo banks in the U.S. And Roach Carter also said that it was also important to help LGBTQ plus couples who utilize the services of sperm banks to have children. Quote, I know that when the time comes for me to have children, it will be a lengthy, stressful, and also probably expensive process. And I wanted to make things as easy for other people as possible who would be going through similar things, he told the paper. Interesting story. It brings up so many things for me that, I mean, we just know donating blood is a whole thing for LGBTQ people. Now, apparently donating sperm. And I really commend Trayvon Roach Carter for trying to. And I remember when I did get COVID back early on when there was no vaccinations or anything. And I went and got my antibodies tested and I wanted to donate blood rejected because I was on prep. And it's like, aren't we at a place now that we can look at sperm and blood and realize that it is clear of disease and fine. And just because I checked a box that I take prep. Meanwhile, if you really were to question me, it was a pandemic and didn't have any sex. So nothing, my blood should be pure of any disease of any nature that would be associated with being LGBT, with having sexual relations, that I should be a great donor and could have helped a lot of people. It was frustrating for me for something as simple as that. I can only imagine how Trayvon was going through. Cody, what are your thoughts on this? Um, and just only 2% of black men donate sperm. I did not know this. I wasn't aware. And I think it's just completely asinine that we 
as gay men and especially as well i'm especially as a gay black man i can't donate sperm or blood nowadays we really need to go the way of the uk and canada and repeal all of these i know i just looked it up and i think president biden uh while we're in this blood shortage right now is is looking at a policy to kind of roll those things back and he needs to look at all of it because when you're in need of something like this then you you do you kind of don't honestly don't care where it comes from like blood can save your life so at the end of the day if if i can save your life by giving blood then please take it so it just it shouldn't matter what about the representation that you're talking about too is just the lack thereof of representation of 2% means if you wanted to have a family and you wanted to have a black child, your pickings are pretty slim, Cody. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I have my own sperm though. <laughs> right. I was just going to say, actually he's good to go. <laughs> but I, as far as the eggs are concerned, it, do they even, does this even appeal? Uh, uh, does this, does this type of thing, do, is it, does it apply to lesbians? Can we, do they harvest lesbian eggs or, or not? I don't even know. I should probably I look it up because I have no idea. Well, I think the point being is that for yourself, you would be fine. But if you yeah. wanted to contribute like Rayvon was trying to do, he wasn't necessarily doing, he wants to have a family according to the article someday. He's probably going to use his own sperm. He will be fine. He yeah. was kind of doing it because of research that shows that only 2%. He realized that and was just flat out turned away trying to do a good thing to help out the other you know, black families yeah or yeah. people that may want to raise um, a multicultural family nope can't refused stamp of yeah what is the basis for refusing it like is it just because he's gay like is it because these it's people don't want to have they don't want to have a gay child because that because uh being gay is hereditary it is passed down in your genes is that is that does that factor into their decision of who can uh donate sperm i don't i don't know it's just so dumb i just feel like the science is out there now that you should be able to look at blood and sperm and be able to tell if it has any viruses in there because I think I'm they, I, about. I'm, tra- I'm not sure about this, but I think they clean the blood when people donate, right? It goes through a process before it turns into donatable blood. It doesn't just go from person to person. There is a there is a process that the blood goes through. And listen, I, I'm infuriated that gay men cannot donate blood it's black white whatever it doesn't matter i'm a monogamous man of going on four years so why are you saying sex men that have sex with other men that you can't do that it it implies that hiv is in the blood it implies multiple sex partners it's completely and i I think in your favor or recently we've made changes I don't know if it's totally in effect right now, but I know the law is changing to include someone like yourself that when you would go in Lincoln, if you wanted to donate your blood, you would then state, you probably, I'm assuming you're not on PrEP, correct? Correct. And so that box, which is a red flag in these situations for blood plasma, and I'm specifically talking about covid um, that you would be okay to donate your blood because the old law said that you couldn't donate it if you were having sex with men. And we have really changed that law to now say, if you're in a long-term relationship, and by the way, these are all questionnaires, so people could lie, but right. it, it's yeah. just crazy to me that, you know, but okay. I just think, where's the science in the conversation that why can't you test sperm to find out if it has remnants of HIV or anything that we might be concerned of, or why can't we test the blood to, aren't we at the scientific moment where we can test it? And how hard is that? I don't know. Neither of us are doctors. I don't know. It just seems (laughs) like, aren't we at that point where 
fine, donate it. We'll test it. Whether we use it or not is we'll see. But, you know, thanks for giving us a little heads up on your sex relationships. But ultimately, it comes down to the science of it all. <laughs> I don't know. I, yeah. Call me crazy. I but like, aren't we at that level yet where we can just test yeah. everything? And nope, sorry, this tested positive for HIV. Sorry, put it in the other bin. Let's go to this one and just move on and not make people feel so ostracized for doing a good thing. Yeah. And I was I when you said uh you you don't have to tell the truth on those forms, I was thinking of that too. But you should be able to go into these places and be exactly who you are and donate this, donate whatever to help other people. Cause that's what it comes down to. Right. Absolutely. I'm I'm with you on that one. Okay. And lastly, some fun <laughs> some fun okay, this kind of caught my attention. It's a pick of the Twitter. Quirty put this out. Quote, gay people and their dot 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 is our new favorite meme according to Twitter. Gay people and their silly incis- incisive tweets about gay people. And they write, at least we assume LGBTQ Twitter users are behind the observant posts you see below. And some of the posts begin, tweets beginning with, gay people and there have run rampant this week after one user wrote, gay people and their four-letter names. In response, another Twitter user said that it's more like four to five letters and they listed some of those things, but people have been calling out gay trips for months now, the way we wear oversized sweatshirts or sit a little striped shirts, the way we carry big ass tote bags, the way we sit or don't sit in chairs. And some of the other ones were gay people and their names stolen off their favorite fictional characters, gay people and their addiction to water. I'm not sure I get that one. I mean, <laughs> what is everybody? And their knee problems, somebody wrote. I wrote, oh, and gay people and their big-ass tote bags against the world. <laughs> that one's cracked me up. I say gay people and their gaggle of gays. I was recently hiking, and for the love of God, I was like, okay, I'm not going on that gay gaggle. I don't like gaggle of gays very much in general. I'm more of a one- or two-person kind of group thing and so when i see gay i'm like ah my head goes down and i want to just be like invisible so gay people in their regular gays and cody do you have a uh to add to the storyline to this that oh wow and their (laughs) gay people and them not knowing how to sit anywhere in any normal position i was (laughs) sitting on my couch with my boyfriend and his best friend and none of us had our feet on the ground we were all like in various positions it was just so funny oh my god i know i can envision and i kind of love and know exactly (laughs) this one cracked me up gay people and their obsession with hands well i literally told my friend the other day can you take a picture of my rings and i put we took 95 pictures of my hands at this dinner table to get the right shot. And it's ridiculous. I know I'm saying it from that standpoint, but you yes, did what this? Was my, I did this because I was trying to get this whole thing with my hands and these rings. I know it's ridiculous. So I said that with the caveat, but I love that somebody called that out. And do you have Lincoln, a, a gay people and their, you must from class. Gay people and their idea that they always have to be first. Because they're not always oh. first. They're not always the front of the line. It's okay. It's okay. You can be uh, second. <laughs> it's just like gay people living their best people, life. How about gay people are learning to be the best? Because when I remember taking class with you, one thing weren't we some of the gays like really serving it and going 110 percent and some of the people in the class that maybe weren't gay i'm just making this up i don't know if i'm call me out if i'm speaking out of turn <laughs> delivering in class well that's a good i like that i i love gay <laughs> excellence 
I so will always applaud gay excellence. That's <laughs> that's not a problem. But I also like the human excellence, right? Like we're we're, we're all yeah, still, of course. you know, love and let love. It's just it's gonna be absolutely. <laughs> sometimes it's fun to look at our yeah, I agree. And but it's, sometimes it's fun to look at our own culture and see the ridiculousness of it all, the fabulousness of it all, and everything in between. I love it. Thanks for playing. Yeah. So much fun. You can always follow my co-host. You can follow Lincoln. He at the, excuse me, at Protein Bakery. At Protein Bakery. What's going on for Halloween and Thanksgiving? Yeah, all the pumpkins are in. The pumpkin <laughs> walnut chocolate chip cookie is in, and so is the pumpkin blondie. They're both really good. We can't keep them in stock. It's good. So jump pumpkin online blondie. and add them. And the Wicked Mint Brownie is definitely a trick-or-treat favorite for little kids to not just have pure sugar so it's good stuff love that at protein bakery and of course at mad lincoln follow cody he's a life coach at kmd coaching kmd coaching or mr maurice cody and i will be live this wednesday as we always are for tags live at 9 p.m eastern standard time you can always go to tagspodcast.com for show notes links to tags live and other goodies. And of course, follow me at I am underscore Steve I am underscore Steve I didn't used to promote that, but I will now. And Fun. yeah, and at Tags Podcast, at Tags Podcast, of course. And we are across the board on the TikTok and all the above. Thanks, guys. So much fun. And in the yeah. meantime, continue having hot, hot days. Sex. Sex. Yes. Sex.